to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. Hi, and welcome to the Better Me Podcast. This is Jen. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's episode, John and I are going to be talking about some of the most common sexual fantasies and the psychology behind them. I think that this episode is going to be really interesting. I did what I thought was a pretty good deep dive on the internet and I did not even scratch the surface. Um, I think that we're going to kind of just break down some of the most common ones because otherwise this episode will be two hours and it's going to be really interesting. So thank you so much for tuning in and please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. And also if you could share it with like a friend or a family member, that would be really great too. So I'm going to take a quick break and when I come back, I will be joined by John. Hi and welcome back to the Better Me podcast. This is Jen and I am joined by my co-host, my husband John. Shocker. <laughs> you are my official pod my official co-host. On happy the podcast, happy so. birthday to you. <laughs> Again. Again. Um okay, so today we have a really fun topic. And so you're glad you're here. And this is on sexual fantasies. We are talking about sexual fantasies and the psychology behind them. Warning, warning, warning. <laughs> danger, danger. If you are a daughter and you are listening to this podcast, you have been forewarned and do not give me any shit because you listen to this. Or if you feel like you need the psychology behind sexual fantasies, feel free. Oh boy. All right. Okay. Let's, let's roll. So, um, there was so much. And so I really just broke it down to like the really common fantasies. Did you have to go are, to porn sites to find this? Um, uh, no, not necessarily. A lot of them actually came from, um, psychologists and, you know, people who actually like study, you know, um, like the study of sex. Oh. Um, and one person in particular, I know like you have listened to his podcast in the in the past his name is justin lee miller and he has a podcast called um the sex and psychology podcast oh he actually is like a sex researcher at the kinsey institute i've listened to this yeah you actually i sent you one of his and i think you sent me one of his so oh. i think we we both listened to it on occasion he also he wrote a book called tell me what you want Ooh. And it's scandalous and dirty. It's all about, you know, people's fantasies and what they, you know, where they come from and how, you know, they play it out in their real lives and, or if they don't. No, are there, are there, or any of these studies said if you're, if you have this fantasy, you might require therapy or you might need some help. Some of them did, but it was more the suggestion of like, if it's gotten to the point where it has taken over your life, it's more of a fetish where you need it 
in order to find any kind of like sexual gratification in your life or if it's you know if it becomes like a law issue you know like you're a voyeur and you're looking in people's windows or a pedophile a pedophile or you're violent in any way you know i mean if you're if you're needing to like beat your wife with a belt in order to get yourself off, that's a problem. It is. <laughs> Damn it! I was just about to ramp some shit up this afternoon. No, I don't think you were. <laughs> I think if you came at me with a belt, there'd be a discussion. Well, maybe it's a choking belt. There would be some clear boundaries. All right. Well, are there sexual therapists that could help people like this? Not that I get going to inquire about it. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, you can't just go to a regular couples therapist and go. Right, you'd want to go to a therapist who, like, their, you know, their main focus is, you know, like sexual or relationship issues. You know, that you kind would of love thing. to be that type of therapist, wouldn't you? It would be amazing. It would be amazing just to hear. I mean, everybody is so different, and even though a lot of the fantasies are common themes. I mean, I'm sure that they get, like, real crazy. Are you going to be able to rank, like, the most common ones? Um, Well, they were on there as, you know, these are the most common, but not as, like, a number one, number two. You know what I mean? Like, they were just, like, the most common. But you'll you'll give that information. Yeah, because I'm going to go through what I thought were, like, the main ones. And also, they were more of, like, a blanket. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, I know you actually do research for these things. I do not. I don't think that you necessarily needed to. Oh, you're saying I'm already well-versed in sexual fantasy? No, I'm saying that like you'll have good commentary either way. <laughs> oh, well, I always have good commentary. So um, one of the things that you know was kind of a common thing was that you're particular sexual fantasies are often linked to your emotional needs. Oh. And that even though it's different for everyone, the psychology behind it is different for everyone, there's usually like a common theme. So one of the most common is obviously a threesome, right? Okay. I'm strangely comfortable hearing about (laughs) this. So the psychology behind wanting a threesome in what way so let's say you want it to be your partner and another person if you're having that fantasy it could be that you have a need for attention oh that you actually like require or like that you're craving being the center of of more than one person's desire you want, you know. Now, can I add something to that? Sure. Because if if it's a threesome, mm-hmm. for example, let's say it's you, me, and another woman, mm-hmm. then that would make sense. But if it's you, me, and another guy, mm-hmm. not guy on guy, just the guy's there, right? I would disagree with that. Oh. I would say I'm someone's more willing to share to not be the center of attention. No, but I'm saying if it's my fantasy, if my fantasy is having you and another guy with me, 
then I'm the one who wants the attention. Right. What if it's so your fantasy is you, me, and another woman? So then it was more that you're looking for adventure. Oh. So one is kind of a... Or if it's you having the fantasy of having me and introducing another guy, it's you wanting the adventure. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? So one is adventure and one is center of attention. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) Totally different. Yeah. Dare I go into the question of... If you were to have that fantasy, which one you would prefer? <laughs> well, it would. Am I be... not allowed to touch? <laughs> step on that landmine. Well, I mean, I I consider myself a solely heterosexual person, right? Um, not to say that I've never had a fantasy about a woman, but it is solely for the purpose of fantasy oh. for me. What would that fantasy consist of <laughs> if you ever had that fantasy? Well, just of course, out of curiosity, like being with another woman. Well, like I mean, as and in, it's of course it's her doing everything to me. Ooh, everything. Yeah. Like scissors. <laughs> well, no. What I mean is her performing on me. Well, I know it's it's it, never reciprocal. Okay. In my fantasy, so you're one way. <laughs> but would a scissors be considered reciprocal? I don't know. I guess. I mean, I don't know how the scissors works, but I can have a good imagination. <laughs> I think it's, it's is it like this? Well, I, I'm sure that you know. I'm well, sure. no. I mean, is it up and down? Is it side to side? Well, I'm is sure it it's all of that. I'm oh. sure it's all of so that. So has that ever been part of the, the fantasy? Um, you know, not really. No? No. Okay. Not in particular. Have you ever fantasized about a man? Never. <laughs> Never. It doesn't make you gay. No, I I, I understand that, and I'll my, again, I'm not yucking anyone else's yum to use one of your quotes, but yeah. that is just not my yum. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Remember, I'm the guy that has to close his eyes if there's male yeah, on male shit on TV. <laughs> I know you do. Just not my thing. Okay, so the next one. Which is a very common fantasy, just centers around romance and passion. Okay. Um, like your typical romantic, you know, novel. And that was actually like the emotion behind that was a fear of abandonment. And um, that it's like a sense, it like calms a sense of insecurity in the person. Okay, so let me run the scenario through to, okay. to get a better understanding. Okay. So in this fantasy, is it with your partner always, or is it sometimes like a stranger? Um, that's a really good question. It really didn't deep dive into that, so I suppose it would. It doesn't really matter. It's just more... And actually, one of the things did say that in, like... Most of your situations in your head, it, most of your fantasies involve your current partner in some way. In some way. Yes. So. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess, you know, it's kind of putting a spin of reality into it. Yeah. What about the stranger aspect of it? How 
much. I mean, a lot of the sexual novels that are out there always seems to include a dark, sexy stranger. stranger. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm sure that that's probably a fantasy in in and of itself, you know, like the faceless man Uh or, you know, something like that. Have you ever had stranger fantasy? Um, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's not one of my main ones, but... Well, now you know I have. To, I <laughs> well, have to we'll ask. go in, but I want I I want to go through know, like all. I, you know me; I like to get right to the good stuff. But okay, <laughs> so you're saying be patient. We'll circle back. Be patient, because we're right. going to get to when we get to when we hit them. We'll talk about it. Like a kid on Christmas <laughs> here. Okay, all right. So of course, romance and passion comes into some of my fantasies. I mean, you know that I have that need for you know connection and romance this i know so do you think i have that need no no oh you said that very fast (laughs) very abruptly well i i I don't see that in you okay do you uh probably not (laughs) (laughs) well there you go so, um, I've got one of my daughters already calling. How the hell? This has not even been released yet. It's almost like she knows. I'm not answering that. Okay, so the next one would be the cuckold fantasy. Okay. Um, now, there's two types. One is actually... The, the actual term is a cuckold or a cuck. And that one has a lot to do with humiliation. Like humiliate, who's humiliating? Who's being humiliated, who's doing the humiliating? I will get to that. Oh. The second one is called a hot wife fantasy. Oh. Um, Now, the difference between the two, well, the, the common thread between the two is that the man wants to watch his wife with another man. Not... The wife wants to watch her man with another woman? Um, no. it's. I mean, that, that could be. Those are not quite as common, but that could be. Okay. And then she would be called a cuckoldress. And you're saying, <laughs> and you're saying this is common? It's, it's a common fantasy among men, either one of these. Huh. Um, the cuckold fantasy is more that the man wants to be humiliated by the other man like in the act so that other man is with his partner and he's saying you know um i can do this better than you i'm bigger than you i'm you know i can please her more than you can like that kind of thing and is the wife chiming in and participating in this humiliation process or is it just the other guy it could be both sure i think that would be fucking terrible i mean not to yuck anyone's yum i know i know that i I get that but i mean i'm trying to even imagine that what's the psychology the psychology behind it is that the the person who is the cuck is maybe very powerful and very alpha in his everyday life. The the guy being humiliated is very powerful and an alpha. Well, this is one of the one of the um, suggestions of the psychology is that in their everyday life, 
they are powerful and alpha. And so this kind of is feeding into their need to be a little bit more submissive, to be controlled. You know, it's kind of giving them like a, a change of what they normally have to do in real life. Wow. So maybe, um, you know, maybe in everyday life that they're, you know, always in control and, you know, always on top of things. And this is putting them in more of like a submissive, you know, secondary role. What are your thoughts on that whole thing? Um, like if, if you watch some guy sit there and drill you six ways from Sunday <laughs> all the time, ridiculing me, mm-hmm. is that something that's like, Ooh, I can, I'm strangely comfortable with that. I would never be comfortable with that. You would not? No, I would not. Okay. What's, what would be the psychology behind the woman who thinks that would be a fun thing to watch? Is there anything on that? I don't know. That's a really good question. Well, what could it be? Let's just speculate. Um, I, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it would probably be maybe a woman who's got a man that is very domineering and maybe uh, even somewhat abusive and very authoritative and controlling mm-hmm. and would love to see him basically get put in his place. Mm. Yeah. That would be my guess. Could be. Yeah. What would her, you know, what would her maybe emotions be that would lead her to want to do that? Uh, maybe she's just fed up with his shit <laughs> and there'd be no better way to put him in his place than to have to witness something like that. But then in the end, is she then turned on by her partner? Um, I, well, his, her partner wouldn't be doing anything but sitting in the freaking corner, right? Right. So that's, I'm wondering the fantasy- once the guy's gone, you know... It, what what attracts her then to her original partner? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would think you would look at your partner in a whole different fashion mm-hmm. if you just watched some other guy... Demean him. Demean him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, and then he didn't do anything about it. He just sat back, sat back and, and took it. Mm-hmm. Because in this fantasy, I imagine that's what's happened. The guy just has to sit back and take his take it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not like an argument or a fight in No, no. But even in um, the case of like, which we're, we're going to get to this fantasy, but like in the case of like BDSM, where the woman is actually like hitting and, you know... Um, spanking and whipping her husband. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of psychology there that like somehow in the end you still have to see that person as your partner and be turned on by them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So that's the cuck one. And what was the other one? So the other one is a hot wife. And that one... It has nothing to do with humiliation. That is just wanting to watch. Does your... the wife actually have to be hot? Well, I mean, hot to you. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I, it's. 
But I mean, the, 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 term, the term hot wife doesn't mean. It, it just means that you think your wife is hot. That you think your wife is like the most beautiful person and you want to watch her with another man being <sighs> pleased. And it really is more um, that you want to watch her being pleased and, you know. But there's no ridicule in that. No ridicule. Then what's the guy, what's what's the husband doing then? Just there? Um, just watching or maybe um, receiving like videos, pictures. Um, maybe text messages, huh. just explaining and detailing like what's going on. Huh. Yeah. That's very interesting. So one of the theories behind that is... I'm not really yucking that one. <laughs> I, I didn't think that you would. <laughs> um, one of the theories behind that is called sperm competition, which you've actually brought up on previous episodes. I have heard that one. That's very prominent in the animal kingdom. And... It, you can explain what it means. Well, it just means that in the animal kingdom, if you're if you're trying to, um, if the, if the female is trying to get right to procreate, she wants to find the biggest, baddest alpha male to ensure the longevity of the lineage. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's better if you find that big bad alpha male because the sperm on that would be more competitive so to speak it's going to get there mm -hmm. and when it gets there it's going to do its thing the right way right and procreate strong alpha offspring whether that be male or female yes right and that is actually like something in history as well that you know with people that oh. um there's actually a book out there called insatiable wives and that author was, um, he was the guest on that podcast I was talking about, the Sex and Psychology podcast. Um, and he was talking about how in like ancient times that that was something that happened too. Really? Mm-hmm. That was common in ancient times. Yes. That like you would send your, your wife out to have sex with someone and then when she got back... It would like rev you up so much that that the thinking behind it was that your sperm would be faster, stronger, oh, you know, because and, and so it would be beat out like the weaker. Because you're kind, you're kind of pissed, right? A little jealous, right? Well, probably a lot jealous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that would that. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, what other what other so, what other scientific theories are there besides that one that well would... i was saying that like the the cuckold the you know the psychology behind that was that it could be that he needs to feel submissive and controlled because in everyday life he's more like powerful and you know kind of your alpha type guy right but the hot wife one is not that no um another theory is well, that hang on. let me let me were... come back. let me let me back up on that one if I came to you with that fantasy, mm -hmm. I mean, because either way, there's both. Why are you giving me that look? I'm not. Oh, okay. Because you often give me a look. Like, <laughs> am I going down a path I shouldn't go down? I'm just, I'm just curious here. Mm -hmm. If I ever came to you with that fantasy, would you look at me like, what is your problem? Because I would imagine 
any man who comes up to his wife is like, hey, uh, I've got an idea for Friday night. Mm-hmm. They would probably... Yeah, that would be a little difficult to swallow. Oh. I mean, especially like if you... I think if, if it's not yours, if it's not your, you know, your yum. Right. It's kind of one of those things like, okay, I just need to get my mind around where this is coming from and what the, you know, what the thinking behind it is. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I got to imagine that that would be a very difficult conversation to breach with your wife or to hear if you're the wife. Mm-hmm. Well, I think any fantasy is, you know, is going to be like that. Yeah. Or, you know, you have to kind of grease the wheels, so to speak. Do you think that we have a strong enough relationship where you would be able to breach a conversation like that or would it be so shocking that I would even bring something like that up that <laughs> no, you well, I mean I think we've gotten to the point where like you can pretty much say anything to yeah. me you know and I think you know going back to previous podcasts that we've done that there's a way to talk to somebody especially about something like this would and you know the you have like the three T's Timing, turf, and tone. Ooh, so I didn't even know the, about the three T's. Do tell. <laughs> so pick your timing. Obviously, you don't want to do it, you know, when somebody's distracted or it's just not a good time. It's, you know, they're not in a good mood or there's a lot of stuff going on. Or if it's something that's actually happening in the bedroom, you don't want to talk about it like right after sex, like, you know... Well, that kind of sucked. So, can we do it like this next time? Like, and obviously, I'm being a little tongue in cheek, but you know, you see what I'm saying, right? So, pick your timing. Turf. Are you in a neutral area? Like, you know, a lot of times we end up talking um, when we're just like sitting, you know, on the couch, or you know what I mean, or um, in a comfortable position, right? right? Got it. We're not talking on the phone while you're at work, right? Um, and tone. So what is your tone of voice? Are you calm and collected? Do you have your shit together, you know, or are you coming at them like, this sucks. I hate that. I want that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's all about the presentation. Yes. I think a lot of times when you're going to have a conversation and not just about this, but about anything, a lot of times if you're going to have a conversation with someone, it's nice to start out and say, I want to talk to you about this particular thing. Let me know when it's a good time for you or if it now is, that's great. But otherwise, just let me know and we'll talk about it then. Now, now we have played a game, not to this extreme, obviously, but... The game where that one time we talked about it getting dirty with Brad, where you will go, you were in that bar, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't got there yet. Right. And I got there later, and some guy was chatting you up, and I sat there and acted like I didn't know you. Right? Right. Yes. Isn't that kind of... Dirty flirty. Dirty flirty. Right, (laughs) right. But isn't that kind of going down that same road without taking it all the way? Right. And we did another episode called... um, like, look, what to, but don't ride my Harley or yes. something like that. Um, where, you know, it's like you're you're wanting someone else to appreciate the fact that your wife is yeah. beautiful. I, and I and I I'm that type where 
I like it when we're out and I see it, guys double take and check you out. Mm-hmm. Where I know some guys would take that as like, are you freaking looking at my uh, my wife? Right. Huh. Yeah. Is there psychology behind that? Well, I don't know, but I mean, I'm that type. <laughs> I'm the other. <laughs> you're the you're you're the un yeah. You don't like that. No, <laughs> I don't. Doesn't it make you feel? Wouldn't it make you feel good if another woman is looking at like I? He's mine. I got that. You don't. Nana, nana, type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I, I, that's not the way my my mind works. No, I know, I know. But that's what we're. Tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, figure out here is how the psychology, which is what we're talking about, what mm-hmm. makes one person think that that's okay, and the other person get offended by it. Well. I think, you know, it's all sort of rooted in your own personality. And I mean, a lot of these things, you know, some of them suggest that they start in early childhood, that you were exposed to a certain thing that kind of led you to have a certain kind of feeling later. Like, for instance, with this particular fantasy one of the suggestions was that you were surrounded by powerful women in your childhood oh that your maybe your mother was more of the domineering type that she you know uh, she played a really powerful role so you saw the feminine as being you know a powerful person but i was raised by those type of women precisely. Mm-hmm. However, I also had my grandfather who was even a more powerful figure in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he could put them... He, he could get me out of some shit. <laughs> right. Right. You know what But I'm that didn't deflect from the fact that they were powerful women. Right? Correct. It didn't take away from that. Correct. So that's one of the psychology. The other one was... Um, that you had a history of being cheated on. Oh. And that it, this is your way of taking back control. Hmm. And, you know, kind of using it to your advantage. So, we're still talking about the hot wife thing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to understand this. So, I was cheated on, so therefore I want to see... My current partner right. cheat on me. Well, but it's more. Would it be the opposite? It's more that you're controlling the narrative. Oh. Right. Oh. It's your fantasy now. But if if I got cheated on, would I not be tempting fate to get cheated on again? Well, I think that's the whole idea. It's like you're you're taking back control of it. So. I was cheated on and, you know, uh, like blindsided in the past. So I'm going to turn turn it around, change the narrative, and now I'm the one saying, do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, but what if in doing so, she's into the other guy and leaves you yet a fucking gift? <laughs> and well, this time you set it up. And I guess still you controlled it. So you're like, yeah, okay, you're leaving me, but I'm the one who told you to do it in the first place, so see ya. 
Huh. Right? Interesting. I would love to, I'd love to be able to find one of these individuals, men, that I could sit at a bar and pick his brain. Mm-hmm. And ask him some serious questions. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I think I beat up that one long enough. <laughs> okay. So another really common one, and this was like 60% of women. Wow. Um, was being dominated. Uh Rape fantasy or forced sex fantasy. What? 60% yes. of the women yes. have this fantasy? Mm-hmm. In some form. So it could be like some form of like forced or coerced sex. What do you mean coerced? Like talked into? Right. So the like, no, no, I can't. And then... Okay. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to act shocked because you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're kind of blushing. <laughs> I may or may not have this fantasy myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have told you before that it is purely a fantasy. Well, I know this. I'm not trying to go on <laughs> Craigslist and find a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> to fulfill your fantasy. No, but what I'm saying is... Rapist wanted. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I wouldn't actually want that to happen to me in real life. You know what I mean? Or even if it was you forcing yourself on me. Right. I wouldn't want that. No. But in my in my fantasies, that's, you know, there's something about it. You see, and that's so hard for me to get my head around, is... If I have a fantasy, like I might fantasize about winning the lottery, <laughs> but if I won the lottery, I wouldn't give it back because <laughs> I fantasized about it. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just gonna throw that one out there. Well, I think that's the difference of a guy mind. The men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Oh, for sure. And I mean, when I was doing this research, it was suggested that most men want their fantasies to come true, yeah. whereas most women do not. Oh. So. Well, there could be a little bit of conflict. Yes. Huh. Well, and we're going to talk about that later. Oh. But I, um, we are going to talk about how to sort of play into these fantasies without actually going through them. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll quit asking so many questions. This is very interesting. <laughs> All right. So also, I thought this was really interesting is that most fantasies are in older people who are in monogamous relationships. Hmm. 40s and 50s. Okay. And have been in monogamous relationships. So married, you know, or same partner for a really, really long time. Spice of life. They're trying to spice shit up, I would imagine. Exactly. Is that is that the psychology behind it? Is that, you yes. think, why? Mm-hmm. That is why? Yeah. Okay. Like just finding like a little something different, a little Well, spice. we even talked about that in Getting Dirty with Brad about routine. Mm-hmm. A marriage can be routine, so it's tight and nice to sometimes to spice it up a little bit. Right. Make, okay. Makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay. So the we were talking about the like forced sex. The what? Like forced sex oh. being dominated of, you know, the quote unquote rape fantasy. Um, and the psychology behind it is the need to give up control. So oh. it's somebody who really craves being in control on an everyday basis. 
and this is something where they don't have a choice. So would you say because this fantasy is yours that you feel you like to be in control? Um, one million percent. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think you know that because, I mean, it's part of the reason that I'm not a really big drinker, that I stay in like a certain kind of comfort zone because I can control the, you know, I can control the narrative. But you don't, you don't seem overly controlling to me. Well, you don't try to control me. No, it's more about self-control. Oh. It has nothing to do with you. Oh. Right? Because right. I'm controlling myself. Right. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad you brought that definition out because when I think controlling, I think if somebody wants to control all aspects of their life to include their significant other. Right. No. I, it's more of like a self-control thing. Got it. You know, I I have a certain routine that, that okay. I abide by. Com- completely right? agree with that. <laughs> um, another one is that you feel adored or like you feel like someone has like the overwhelming need for you, which completely makes sense, right? You definitely have that. <laughs> yes. Um, so that, that one would be the rapist just wants you at all costs. Right, to doesn't matter. The possibility of going to prison. Right. Or being caught. Right. Wow. Right. Um, also it takes the pressure off of off of you to perform. So if someone's forcing you, you don't have to do anything to actually like, you know, make that person feel special. Well to be to be or, fair, you women get a break on that one because you never have to really perform. What? No, I mean, you could go through the act completely (laughs) not into it and still complete the act where the guy cannot fake that. You follow me? Yes, I do. I see what you're saying. The first part of that, like when you first came out with that, I was like, what are you talking about? Well, no, I don't have to do anything. I just meant we need some. (laughs) Something to be happening down there for right. arousal for the act to be able to complete its the cycle. Right. You do not have to do anything. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. I, I know where you're going with that. Yeah, you need sure. an erection. Huh? You need an erection. I do not need an erection. Correct. It would be nice, though, to actually be into it. Well, of course. <laughs> but most rape victims, I would say, are not into it right which is you know and i would say that even if someone had a rape fantasy if they were going through the rape process uh, that fantasy would freaking go out the fucking window oh my god yes of course 60 percent. yeah that's astronomical but i mean think about how like there's there's such a big vast blanket on that particular fantasy you know it's it's someone forcing it's not just like you know Meeting someone in a dark alley and they rape you. You It's the masseuse that starts touching you higher, higher, higher. You say no, and then they kind of just talk you into it because it feels good. You're like, right, and then you finally submit. Yeah, or it's like you're laying there and somebody pins your arms down and says, "Like, don't touch me. You can't touch me." Oh, right. Oh, or a client. At your chair, kind of reaching up your skirt, <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Right, 
Exactly. All right. Makes sense. Exactly. Okay. So another one is a foot fetish. So Don't get now that. let me give you like a blanket of that. So foot fetish would be, you know, what everybody thinks of, but it could also be feet, legs, um, stockings, uh, shoes, uh, toe sucking. So anything having to do with like the lower How common is this? And who has it more, the men or the women? It's most common in men. Okay. And sometimes it could mean that it's like demeaning um, and that you have to be like submissive. Right? So sucking someone's toes, you know, is like submissive or being stepped on um, or massaging somebody. So a guy that's in the cuck stuff is probably also subjective to foot fantasies. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I'm sure. Why the feet though? I mean, of all the things that you could be into, I mean, why the feet? So they think that it's, well, there's two theories. One is actually very old, and it's like a Freudian theory that the feet actually resemble like a phallic type of object. What? So almost like like a child related their feet to their penis somehow. Huh. Now that is a very you know obscure Freudian type of theory. Okay. The other theory, and this was like mostly you know th- this was cross lines, you know, as far as like studies went scientifically is that as a child, you, um, it was a link to your sexual discovery. So maybe you had a teacher that you thought was beautiful and she wore high heels every day. So when you looked at those high heels, like you thought of, you know, the fact that you were attracted to it. That you were, like, experiencing, like, a sexual awakening. So, later in life, whenever you saw a woman in heels, it did something to you. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, It could be, like, your your next-door neighbor girl that, you know, you would play outside barefoot. And she put, you know, dandelions in between her toes. So, now, every time you see somebody's you know, like a woman's feet, her toes, you think of that. But when I think of a woman's body and the parts of the body that are a turn-on for me, mm-hmm. the feet would rank way low in that. Well, right, because that wasn't part of your experience. Oh. You know, it, this is just like something that happens early childhood when you're like developing or like, you, you know, right when you're in the midst of like a, you know... A sexual discovery. And how common is this one? It's pretty common, actually. And not necessarily the fact that, like... I mean, when you use the word fetish, a fetish, you know, the definition is that you have to have that. You have to have something that fits into that in order to actually perform. So people with foot fetishes, like, they have to be able to, like, rub your feet or suck your toes or whatever... Whereas somebody who, you know, has like a fantasy about feet, they don't necessarily need to have that happen in order to become aroused. So if a, if a new date is constantly wanting to give you a foot massage, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that he might have a foot issue. A, a, yeah, a foot okay. fantasy or huh. a foot 
fetish in some kind of way. Huh. And, you know, I mean... It, I don't think feet are that attractive. No. I, I mean, mean some, many feet look like prehistoric riverbeds. <laughs> they don't... On the bottom of it. So I, they, that doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Now, I can tell the difference of a good-looking foot and an ugly foot. Right. But even the good-looking foot doesn't, you know, wet my whistle. Right. Anyway. Um, But that also is the same as having like a a fantasy or a fetish for lingerie or panties. Okay. You know that maybe. Now we're we're coming back to me here. All right. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm that guy. Oh. Well, come on. You know that. Well, I I didn't know that that was like a. I've taken you shopping for that type well, of stuff yeah, before. True. I don't I don't care if you have ever ever said let's go shoe shopping for you. <laughs> I can get two shits. What kind of shoes you're wearing? That's not true. You took me boot shopping a couple times. I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What kind of boot? Oh, because we were looking for a certain type of boot. Yeah. But it wasn't because I was going to get you a certain of boots and then come home and freaking jerk off <laughs> thinking about it. Well, okay, so. But the whole idea of that is that, you know, maybe like when you were a young child, you were going through one of your mom's catalogs and there was like a woman in, you know, panties and a bra or something. And so that like, that but was again, like your... the panty and the bra are covering up the goods <laughs> that I do find attractive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Why are you looking at me? No, I'm... I, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Got to be careful on this topic here. I, sometimes I can't tell. Is that look? Are you giving me a little side eye here? Or? No. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Um, you know, some people that's like their thing. Like they that the sight of a woman in lingerie or yeah. panties and a bra or whatever. I've been on hunting trips where I have unpacked some of my gear and I have found a <laughs> pair of your panties in there that you had put placed in there. Yes, I did. Do that. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll make that clear. Um, okay, so let's go to how to without actually you know, doing these things in real life. How right. How can you kind of play into the fantasies, right? Right. So, obviously, one would be role-playing. Yep. Um, Like you said, our dirty flirty game. So, if you have that fantasy of, like, your wife being with someone else, you know, going to a bar and watching her from the other side of the bar and she's, like, flirting with other people. Right. That kind of thing. Um, Or if you have... You know, a foot fetish, let's say, you know. Taking her shoe shopping. Exactly. And, and going to a, like a male shoe guy that has to handle her foot. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Huh. Um, another one would be like dirty talk. So just talking out, you know, the scenario without actually doing the scenario. Um, porn. Watching something where that particular thing is actually happening well i bet you can find any type of porn yeah (laughs) probably some that you don't want to see if you typed in foot fetish porn could you find it oh sure of course i'm pretty sure you can find just about anything which some of the things would probably be super disturbing yeah um but you know to let's say uh like the bdsm bondage dominating 
you know, masochism. Yeah. Submission. Those are pretty easy. I don't have that one. That does nothing for me. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do. So, you know. Now, who's the the whipper and who's the whippy? The submissive one is getting whipped. Okay. The dominating... The dominating one is doing the whipping. Okay. And, I mean, that's like... If I had to choose, I'd be the whipper. I know you would. Okay. <laughs> um, but you can, you know, you can try these things out a little, without actually, like, physically hurting somebody by, you know, just getting, like, a feather or... Or a spanking, a slap on the ass. Yeah. Or even, you know, like, using, like, a silk tie to tie hands or uh, blindfold. Right? So, I mean, the, nobody's getting hurt. Right. Um, but if you do decide to to try that sort of thing, then you definitely need to have, like, a safe word. And you need to talk about your boundaries. What was that show that we used to watch? Oh, Billions. Mm-hmm. Where he was a attorney, and he was really into that shit. Remember yes. that? Yeah. And so was his wife. And that actually came to mind when I was talking about how, you know, in everyday life, he is like on top of things. He's in control. He's the alpha. He's, you know, he's like a powerful attorney. Yeah. And then he needs to shut it off and like, you know, give up control in another scenario in order to like go back to life. Which would be the ultimate of giving up control. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, Have you ever had the fantasy of wanting to beat my ass? No. Okay. Never. So you don't have whipper tendencies <laughs> at all, whippy tendencies. I definitely don't have um, dominating fantasies. No. Being dominated? Yes. You, you, yes, you do, or you, yes, you do not? Yes, being dominated. You which, like, I, I mean, obviously, that's like for sex, right? Right. So, um, Yeah. I never have fantasies about being, like, the dominating one. No. But you've never showed up and, like, when we're intimate, give me a ruler and say, figure out what to do with this. No. No. I don't want to be hit. Okay. Okay. I definitely don't want to be hit. Choked? No. No choked? Not choked. No. Okay. All right. Mm -mm. Blindfolded? Um, (laughs) Well, we've done that before. I know, but I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of fun because, again, it's like giving up control. Okay. Um, so obviously it's important to like talk through your fantasy, you know, make it clear to your partner that, you know, you, this is something that you think about that, you know, you give, and you should give your partner a safe space that you're not being judgmental and, you know, being positive. What if one is very, very pious and the other one is very sexually open that would have to be a very tough topic to breach oh yeah i mean again it's knowing your partner and like what things you can say to them you know in what way timing turf and tone right i would also say it's it would be important that if i ever brought something up to you and you thought i'm certainly not into that you would have to put on a poker face mm-hmm. and not just shut me down or I'd never want to bring anything up. You right. know what I mean? Well, and I think that there are ways to also answer your partner back and say, you know, I like I appreciate that you are into the idea of BDSM. I don't necessarily want to be hit, 
but you know, I could talk about it. I could, um, you know, maybe I would try a blindfold and see where that goes. And you know, my safe word is Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) So having a safe word, if I hear Stanley, that means I would have to take the blindfold off. Right. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, and the reason that they actually say to have like a specific safe word is because no is actually like a turn on sometimes or stop. So you don't want to use words that actually like play into the role play huh. that you want to oh. use a word that's like completely obscure. Got it. So, um, what if you, whatever something happened to me and you, you met a guy named Stanley, wouldn't that fuck you up? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do it. Oh, All right. Well, this is a really interesting topic and I'm so glad that we got to do it today. I feel there's so much, so much more. We've scratched the surface. We might continue this conversation post podcast. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that we will. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for being here today. And I really appreciate that you're my co-host. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad. I, I even think daughters would probably be okay listening to that. Yeah, probably. But if they ever have any freaking fantasy, I don't want to hear them. Oh, for sure. No. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this one. And don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share with friends. I love that. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.